Hello and welcome. I was just going to read some of the power of now and I thought I would record as I read as well and I thought that would provide some extra incentive for me to do some reading. And on this part, we are on page 72, and Eckhart is going through some of the ways our mind can distract us from being present. And if you remember last last episode, this was something I'd mentioned for myself, that it felt like I was talking a lot about being present, but I wasn't actually stepping in to being present and I was mentioning you know how thin that line is between being in thought and actually being in the present moment so this section there is a title and the title is ordinary unconsciousness and deep unconsciousness And the question is asked in this book, what do you mean by different levels of unconsciousness? And this is Eckhart's response. As you probably know, in sleep you constantly move between the phases of dreamless sleep and the dream state. Similarly, in wakefulness, most people only shift between ordinary unconsciousness and deep unconsciousness. What I call ordinary unconsciousness means being identified with your thought processes and emotions, your reactions, desires and aversions. It is most people's normal state. In that state you are run by the egoic mind and you are unaware of being. It is a state not of acute pain or unhappiness, but of an almost continuous low level of unease, discontent, boredom or nervousness, a kind of background static. You may not realise this because it is so much a part of normal living just as you are not aware of a continuous low background noise, such as the hum of an air conditioner until it it stops. When it suddenly does stop, there is a sense of relief. Many people use alcohol, drugs, sex, food, work, television or even shopping as anaesthetics in an unconscious attempt to remove the basic unease. When this happens, an activity that might be very enjoyable if used in moderation becomes imbued with a compulsive or addictive quality and all that is ever achieved through it is extremely short-lived symptom relief. 
the unease of ordinary unconsciousness turns into the pain of deep unconsciousness, a state of more acute and more obvious suffering or unhappiness when things go wrong, when the ego is threatened or there is a major challenge, threat or loss, real or imagined in your life situation or a conflict in a relationship. It is an intensified version of ordinary unconsciousness, different from it not in the kind, but in degree. In ordinary unconsciousness, habitual resistance to or denial of what is creates the unease and discontent that most people accept as normal living. When this resistance becomes intensified through some challenge or threat to the ego, it brings up intense negativity, such as anger, acute fear, aggression, depression, and so on. Deep unconsciousness often means that the pain body has been triggered and that you have become identified with it. Physical violence would be impossible without deep unconsciousness. It can also occur easily whenever and wherever a crowd of people or even an entire nation generates a negative collective energy field. The best indicator of your level of consciousness is how you deal with life's challenges when they come. Through those challenges, an already unconscious person tends to become more deeply unconscious and a conscious person more intensely conscious. You can use a challenge to awaken you or you can allow it to pull you into even deeper sleep. The dream of ordinary unconsciousness then turns into a nightmare. If you cannot be present, even normal circumstances such as when you are sitting alone in a room, walking in the woods or listening to someone, then you certainly won't be able to stay conscious when something goes wrong or you are faced with difficult people or situations with loss or the threat of loss, you will be taken over by a reaction which ultimately is always some form of fear and pulled into deep unconsciousness. Those challenges are your tests. Only in the way, only the way in which you deal with them will show you and others where you are at as far as your state of consciousness is concerned. Not how long you can sit with your eyes closed or what visions you see. So it is essential to bring more consciousness into your life in ordinary situations when everything is going relatively smoothly. In this way, you grow in presence power. It generates an energy field in you and around you of a high vibrational frequency. No unconsciousness, 
no negativity, no discord or violence can enter that field and survive, just as darkness cannot survive in the presence of light. When you learn to be the witness of your thoughts and emotions, which is an essential part of being present, you may be surprised when you first become aware of the background static of ordinary unconsciousness and realise how rarely, if ever, you are truly at ease within yourself. On the level of your thinking, you will find a great deal of resistance in the form of judgment, discontent and mental projection away from the now. On the emotional level, there will be an undercurrent of unease, tension, boredom or nervousness. Both are aspects of the mind in its habitual resistance mode. So that's the end of that section. And that's gone to page 75 for those who would like to follow with the book. One thing to note about reading The Power of Now and even watching the, you know, audios of Eckhart or videos that the content of what he's saying is not knowledge as we, we use it in a normal way. Like, for example, if you were to read something about psychology and we can remember that, that tool, remember, all of this is meant to be almost absorbed in you. It's not, in a sense, we have to memorise every line. Of course, there may be some things that resonate with you that you would like to hold on to that may serve you down the line, like a pointer, for example. Um, but often this text is just meant to be absorbed and you're meant to go to that destination or to that place of presence, not, not simply just absorb the knowledge and carry that with you. So just to summarise this, Eckhart's talking about, in essence, there is only um, consciousness and unconsciousness and there are levels to the intensity of the unconsciousness or being conscious. So if you were not being present, if you were unconscious, then Eckhart talks just simply being where you are attached to thoughts and emotions. You mistaken thoughts and emotions as you. And there is an automatic reaction to them. There is no space in between. There is no witness. There is a thought or emotion and then there's a reaction to that. And that's when we are identified with our minds. And Eckhart use a phrase here called the pain body. And for those of you new to these teachings, um, pain body is almost all of the remnants of pain that we've been through in our life that's stayed with us 
So if you imagine all of the life situations in your past that have been painful, perhaps some of those feelings from that have stayed with you. And we can often call that remnants of those situations and those form altogether a pain body, something that can be triggered and that can bring up a lot of pain inside of you. And this is what Eckhart is referring to here when he talks about going from unconsciousness to a deep unconsciousness. So being in a place where you may be bored or there may be a little bit of tension to a, a deep, deep, painful state of unhappiness or discontent. And one line I'd like to reread is where Eckhart says, the best indicator of your level of consciousness is how you deal with life's challenges when they come. And Eckhart is saying we don't have to wait for a huge thing to happen in our lives to think, okay, I, I should be conscious now. I need to be conscious so I don't react from my mind. I need to, you know, have that space. Eckhart is saying, you know, start with small things. If it's someone... If it's an interaction that can be a bit challenging with someone, maybe start there or it could be, you know, anything, any task that's difficult or any situation that brings up a little bit of a challenge. You know, it could be, for, you know, for, for me, sometimes it's leaving the house. There's something as simple as that. So it's training yourself to be present. So when something bigger or more serious comes along, then we've already got almost a foundation of being present. Eckhart uses the phrase presence power. You know, we've built up a sort of almost a muscle. So when that big situation comes, it's not to say we will be in complete nirvana, we'll be completely in presence and handle that with no problem, but it, it takes away the intensity of that situation. Perhaps we may have less thoughts come in, during a certain interaction with somebody that usually would flood your mind with thoughts and worries and emotions. So that's the essence of that there. When just gonna go back to the title. So ordinary unconsciousness and deep unconsciousness. And I can't mention Perhaps you can notice that low-level static or that almost that very subtle unease about things, whether it's attention or... And he uses the analogy of an air conditioner going and stopping. And that's the same as when you are unconscious and when you go to being conscious. It's almost like that where the air conditioner turns off and there's a a peace that's arising, there's a a space there and I find that's quite a good analogy for it so when you step into consciousness, step into the present moment you'll notice something has been turned off almost you know, the noise of thinking is reduced or gone and suddenly there's something, there's a new a newness to this moment and that's something perhaps you can you can practice and get the direct experience of that 
as well. So I will end today's episode here. Thank you for joining me today. If you would like to support this podcast or promote it, feel free to, you know, like, share, um, however it comes in your platform you're listening to. Um, feel free to leave a review as well. That will, I'm sure, help more people come across this podcast also. And there's my Patreon page there as well, if you'd like to, if you'd like to support. And I'm still keeping up my spiritual or present moment journal. So I'm still posting there as well. And I've just added my a Facebook page. So I know some of you may perhaps use one form of social media more than another. So um, I do also, um, as well as posting on Instagram, I'm, I'm now posting on Facebook as well. So, you know, feel free to leave comments about this episode in regards to your practice, um, if you'd like to connect as well. And of course, you can connect on my Patreon page as well. So I hope this was um, helpful to your practice in some way, us reading together, and perhaps we'll do more of this as well. Um, And I've got some other books um, to read through also, so perhaps this could be a regular thing I do. I wish you well in this moment, and I'll speak to you again very soon.